Hey guys, guess what? DHP is back and better than ever with new and exciting episodes coming at you this fall, Lord willing. The Pastoral Resonance, Shai Lin on the New Reformation, Trevor Gilbert on AI, Mark Von Wald on Mark Von Wald, and more. Today, I want to introduce you to one of your newest elders. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is John Schnur. And we talked about John Schnur. We hope that this is a good way to get to know one of your elders, his background, his heart, his deepest, darkest secrets, his most embarrassing moment. Maybe not all those things, but nonetheless, we hope you are encouraged. Listen, learn, share, grow. John Schnur, welcome to the Disciple Henson Studio. Thank you. Yeah, excited for this. Uh, John, I would assume that most people at Henson know you, but why don't you introduce yourself uh, for those who do not or those who just pretend to know you and don't really know the, the true John Schnur. Um, what, tell us about your family, where you live, what you do, just kind of the general yeah. intro. Yeah, so John Schnur is how you pronounce my last name. That's... Step number Schnur, one. like Shriner. <laughs> That's right. Um, I have a wife, Holly. We've been married for, it'll be 15 years here in December. 2008? Yep. Yeah. Same for Ashley and I. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Likewise. Yeah. Um, and we have two kids, Braxton, who is 12, and Landon, 10. Um, Braxton is, is in seventh grade and Landon is in fifth grade. Uh, they both go to school in Lake Oswego and, um, we live actually, we live right outside of Lake Oswego in Southwest Portland, just kind of down the West Portland park is the, uh, the name of the neighborhood back to Holly's roots. That's you, right. You guys, this is, you guys were uh, for a while. How many years were you living on Southeast Taylor right by the street or right by the church? Yeah. So it had to be close to seven years that we were living on Taylor street. Um, and then we moved a year ago this month, actually it was, uh, it was in September of last year when I started the re the deconstruction of our, of our house. So, um, we moved into the home, the Holly's childhood home. So, um, purchased the home from my in-laws, her family. And, uh, so that was kind of, uh, it was, I think a little surreal for Holly, sure. you know, trying to, especially as we're like moving the boys mm -hmm. into like her childhood bedroom. It was like just kind of a weird moment for her. Yeah, so, yeah. but that's been fun. We've really enjoyed, um, in that, being in that home and in that area and, uh, the remodel's not done, but you know, work in progress. It is. It looks great. Uh, tell what do you do for work, John? Yeah. So I work in sales. I sell medical equipment at the moment. I have a just background in uh, dental sales, medical sales. Uh, I've been doing that for quite some time now. I've been in my current role for, for a year. So every now and again, I'll run into actually interesting story. Um, I had, uh, Mark Williams popped up as a, uh, as a lead or as a contact that I they needed to reach out to for marketing. So, you know, I run into some of our, our folks out and about as I'm in, in various hospitals. That's fun. Yeah. And John, you said, so Holly's from the West side of Portland or that's where she's from originally. Where are you from originally? Where did you grow up? Yeah. So I grew up in Southern Illinois, mm -hmm. right across the river from St. Louis. I grew up in a St. Louis suburb. Were you and uh, Neil friends? 
<laughs> we were not friends, but uh, we did grow up close to each close other, to even though um, in that world, we were really far away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I grew up there. I was, I mean, it's when, when we sent out the invitations for our wedding, wedding my, my wife uh, was kind of jokingly talking about how like all the family names, they all lived in the same you know, 10 mile radius, all in the same city, the same area. Mm. Um, and so my, all my extended family, we all were right there, Southern Illinois. Um, and since then my family has kind of branched out and none of a, none of my immediate family live in that area. Uh, I lived for some time in South Carolina. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I lived in New York for six months or so prior mm -hmm. to actually moving out to Portland. Okay. So I've kind of bounced around. Okay. And uh, even because you grew up in Southern Illinois, you're still a uh, St. Louis Cardinals oh, fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, even follow the, and also follow the Rams. Yeah. We're now in L.A., but. I, yeah. I stuck with, I see, I didn't yeah. have that kind of uh, emotional attachment to the city. Okay. Um, but I did, uh, they were still my team, so yeah. I'm still a Rams fan. And, hey, they, they looked good against the Seahawks last week, there so I'm okay with that. Any other interests or hobbies other than sports and renovating homes yeah. and so on and so forth? I'm a, I'm, I'm a serial hobbyist. Okay. So I, I love Every type of I love hobbies. Stamp collecting. I, I don't do stamp collecting, <laughs> but um, I I'm interested in really cr anything making stuff. So okay, I, I've made knives. I do woodworking. I'm interested in like leatherworking. I'm um, crocheting. I could probably be into it, although I've never done it. I I would love to do ceramics. Um, so yeah, macrame. It, you know, that probably reaches the limit of my... <laughs> I didn't even know what that was until uh, yesterday. But yeah, so sports. I mean, I love sports. I love following sports. I love playing sports mm -hmm. and then um, making just about anything. And um, yeah, reading as well. Reading in movies. The, the goal of this podcast is really for us just to get to know you. Uh, to hear a little bit about your background. You, I know you've shared your testimony in a, in a Henson service, but uh, to give a little more, that's like for five minutes. Yeah. So this is an opportunity just to hear about your ministry in the church, but also your background. Um, what about you give us the like couple minute version of how you met Holly? Cause you said you guys have been married mm -hmm. 15 years now or yes. coming up on 15 years. And then um, and then take a little more time to talk about how you came to know Christ. So first Holly yeah. and then Jesus, but not, a, that's not order of importance. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Holly and I met in college. Actually, we, we met in day one. She gives me a hard time because I actually don't remember it. She does. Um, although she makes fun of me for it. So first day of college, first day of college in South Carolina, in South Carolina. That's correct. Yeah. So, um, we were both freshmen at Bob Jones at the time. Um, my sister, my older sister was also a freshman at Bob Jones. And so, um, my sister and Holly were good friends early. And so Holly and I, um, had known each other and we're good friends ourselves. We had a lot of classes together, kind of a lot of similar friend groups and that sort of thing. Um, my so um this is kind of like insight into um my psyche a little bit so my mom 
my freshman year pushed hard for me to to date Holly. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Wait, how did your mom know Holly? Because so, my parents lived there at the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, I was a town student. Yeah. Um, Holly was on campus. And okay. so Holly would come over to like do her laundry at our I house. See. I see. Um, and she, I, like I said, she was friends with my sister. So right. she was just kind of around. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I just was like, no, I mean, I was really good friends with Holly, but it was just, I think in part because my mom said it, you know, I was like, no, that's not going to happen. So, um, we were very good friends all through college. Um, and then, um, wasn't until after college that we actually started dating. Mm. Um, so we, we both kind of worked in a similar department for Bob Jones after we graduated mm-hmm. and we we're hanging out a lot. Again, a lot of similar friend groups and uh, it was the summer of, let's see, or actually the winter of 2006, 2007, sorry, winter of 2007 that, that, uh, we started, um, dating. Do you remember your first like official date? Well, so this is part of lore. This is part of relationship lore here. Our first official date was our technically our freshman year. Okay. We were both in Andre Chenier, the opera. We were both in the chorus for an opera. And so there's like a big culture at Bob Jones to take dates to these events. Okay. And uh, so all of us participating in the event were like, well, we don't have dates. And so I asked Holly sort of as a joke to be my date in the green room during Andre Chenier. So me and a buddy, we, we both had dates. We brought flowers and the whole thing for, so that's technically our first date. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. Um, why don't you tell us now how you became a Christian? So, I mean, you were going to a Christian university do you think you were a believer when you entered college? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. tell us how you think you came to know Christ growing up in a Christian yeah. home, I presume. So, yeah. So I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I actually grew up Lutheran. So I was, um, I was, you know, sprinkled as Dude a child. Asked me, uh, a guy asked me just recently, and uh, actually I need to remember to send him something. He asked me as he was dropping me off at the airport last week, what's the main difference between, I think he said Baptist and Lutheran. Top of your head, how would you answer that question? I didn't prepare you for this. Well, I mean, baptism is a big one, yeah. um, and church polity. I yeah. mean, those are the, like the two the two big differences. Uh, and you know, Baptist means a lot of different things. You yeah. know, what our version of Baptist is very different than even my, the version of Baptist that I, that I came from prior to here. So okay, um, but. You know, that's just an aside. I just, that's basically what I told him. Um, so I'm glad we're on the same page. That's right. But you grew up Lutheran going to church. Yeah. Going to church, going to school at the Lutheran, you know, the local Lutheran grade school. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually confirmed as a Lutheran. I actually believe that, that I became a Christian as a Lutheran. I had a very sensitive conscience as a child. Um, I had a, I think a genuine love for the Lord. I, I think I understood the gospel, um, you know, in maybe a rudimentary way, but I understood that Christ died for my sin. Mm. Um, when I turned probably, it was late middle school, like 13, 14, 15, somewhere in that range. Um, my parents went through a little bit of a, 
midlife crisis, a little bit of a um, change in conviction. And we got connected with a local independent fundamentalist Baptist church and school. There was a, a school and church together. Is that Was this in South Carolina? No, this was in Illinois. Illinois. This was in so, Southern Illinois. Okay. Yeah. And um, that began a pretty tumultuous sort of three or four years of my life. Um, in part, trying to reconcile what I believe and reconcile my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just, I mean, you can imagine being a child, fairly normal upbringing. Imagine just like any one of our children here at Henson. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my upbringing. Uh, just generally Protestant, went to church regularly, but, and then all of a sudden as a middle schooler being cut off from everything, cut off from my friends, cut off from, I mean, I, my parent, my mom literally came in and cut the cord on our TV at one point. Mm. Um, you know, video games were gone. Movies were gone. TV was gone. Mm. Music was gone. Um, and, and so it was a fairly traumatic experience for me. Um, you're like, you said 12 or 13 at the time when this uh, maybe, first maybe 13, 14 okay. when, uh-huh. when this transition took place. Okay. Um, so we went very, my parents were very, very ultra conservative there. Was for a this little related bit. at all to the, um, uh, Bill, the shiny happy, what's that? The shiny happy people. Yeah. Um, was it, was it a part of that movement? No, it was maybe adjacent to okay. that. Okay. Uh, more the, like the church that we were part of was more like the King James only, um, like, um, Bill Hybels. Mm. I don't know if you, if that rings a bell, but the, yeah, the FBF fundamentalist Baptist fellowship, I think is another, mm-hmm. um, so just kind of this, uh, really, um, ultra conservative, um, Baptist that had big bus ministries where they bus in children. So to give you kind of a, a sense of the brand. Okay. Um, and it wasn't all bad. I mean, I, I, I think one of the things that was sort of unique in that time was, you know, this overemphasis, I think on, um, sort of decision-making, mm-hmm. but it helped me to also deal with the fact that following Christ is also a decision. It's not just something you grow up in, right? It is, it is a decision. Mm -hmm. I I do believe I understood the gospel, but I was really pressured as a, as a, you know, as a freshman, uh, in high school, right right around that age to like, have like, when, when was the actual day? You know, when was it? (laughs) I don't remember (laughs) the actual day. Um, so, and, and so at the same time, I'm dealing with just as I'm getting older, just my own sinfulness, you know, and being confronted with um, willful sin in my own life. And um, and so it took like an understanding of the gospel to, to reconcile. It wasn't just like sin is dealing with my sin nature, but like sin is dealing with like our the, the gospel is is like affecting like my decisions on a daily basis. Like what does it mean to follow Christ? It means to turn from my sin even daily. Um, and so I think that was a big part of a big part of my life. I'm, I'm thankful in some part for that, for that time, because I was not exposed to a lot of, um, outlets for sin. Um, and I, I think I went to college with a very sensitive conscience and a, a, a true desire to, to please the Lord and walk with the Lord it really wasn't until I was in, college though, that I just, I really began to understand the gospel in a new and, and 
um, joyful way. The gospel was very much avoiding the fire of judgment sort of in those high school, late middle school, high school years. That's what the gospel meant for me. It was decision-making. It was about getting out of hell. And it wasn't until college that I really understood that in the gospel, we encounter the love of God. We encounter not just his desire to keep us out of hell, but his desire for intimacy and fellowship with us. And it was, it was the Holy spirit using the gospel, like the epistles, the new Testament to just convict me, convict me of my own misunderstanding of the gospel to convict me of, um, my, my own desire to, to maybe look good in front of people, um, and to open my eyes to the joy, the joy that we can have in Christ through the gospel. So, um, yeah. So you, you spent some time in the Lutheran church as a kid growing up and then you kind of, your family made this transition to this more conservative fundamentalist uh, Baptist now, mm-hmm. Baptist churches. Baptist, yep. Um, when you came to Henson, what'd you say that was eight years ago? Uh, almost nine, nine years ago. Yeah. Had you been to a church that was kind of like Henson, uh, before? I, when you say kind of like Henson, I assume you mean not fundamentalist, not Lutheran mm-hmm. or not fundamentalist. Mm-hmm. Not really. No. Okay. Um, I, I had, I think I went to some good churches when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but very different from Henson. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, um, from an ecclesiological standpoint, um, most of the churches that I was ex- the 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 like the church polity that I was exposed to from a Baptist perspective was very like elder, like one pastor. Yeah, not not a plurality of elders. Okay, so that was something that was very looking forward to mm-hmm. coming to Henson. I would think I was convicted of that even prior to our time at Henson. Um, but, um, and then just a different understanding of what holiness means. Mm-hmm. I think that was also what I was looking for when, when we came to Henson was, you know, I understood that Jesus says, in the gospels, it's not what, uh, what goes into the body that defiles a man, but what comes out of his heart. Mm-hmm. And, um, f- for my experience inside sort of Baptist circles, it was very much about defilement is actually what, what you put into your body, mm-hmm. not necessarily what is in your heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I understood, I think, you know, as I, encountered the gospel, I recognized the gospel is first concerned with changing our heart, changing our worship, which then changes our attitude and behavior. And, um, and so I was really looking forward to that coming to Henson was, was an emphasis on a a gospel centered focus that, that wasn't, um, concerned about, was less concerned about, um, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but the outward act as what is happening inwardly in our hearts. Did Henson come through for you? <laughs> yes. Yes. Henson was just a really great place for us to land. Mm. I How think did you f- find out about it? Uh, so, well, so our very own Mark Whitcomb, Mark and Jen, mm-hmm. um, I knew Mark a little bit, but Jen, I knew decently well mm-hmm. from college. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they came out for the residency, they were also coming from sort of the same type of 
background, right? Yep. Um, we, this is kind of one of the unique things of the churches that we were a part of is there is no good reason to leave a church unless you're moving or helping another ministry. And so we legitimately considered moving to, to Northern California about 10 years ago, had a job offer and everything. Um, and because we knew that that would be sort of, I mean, this is like, you know, in our immature way of processing, that was our, that was like our out to escape. maintain our felt or to maintain like good standing, yeah. but, but also to escape. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when Mark and Jen came out, we were, I, I started I'm like, what is this Tinson? I've never even heard of this. Mm -hmm. So I started looking it up and I didn't know who Michael was, but I knew who Mark Dever was. And I, I already had a ton of respect for, for nine marks. And so mm -hmm. then I was looking at his education, like, okay, okay, this guy, I bet he's a good preacher. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so then I met with Mark and we just talked through some of the things that we were both going through at the same time. He was probably, you know, a year ahead of me or six months ahead of me in terms mm -hmm. of, uh, his journey. Yeah. But so he was able to kind of walk through some of that and, and, I mean, there was a lot of other things that were kind of tied to that. Just, um, soteriology was very different. Um, an understanding of grace, you know, very, very different than what I was used to. Um, even the churches that I came from were very much, um, focused on, um, like, uh, pre-dispensational theology. Um, so an understanding of the end times was very different than even what I, I believed. Like I didn't really espouse the views of these church churches, particularly when it comes to eschatology. So you never had like a bumper sticker on your car or a t-shirt that had some reference to the rapture? No, on no. <laughs> I can remember having debates in Bob Jones about the rapture because I could, just couldn't, even though I was like, Everyone basically said that you need to be pre, um, or dispensational, you know, pre, what is it? Pre-trib, pre-mill. There it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I just couldn't, I couldn't find it in scripture. I couldn't find the rapture in scripture. But you just, could find it in the left behind series. <laughs> those are very instrumental in my high school years. Okay. I loved the left behind books. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I, I do. I, there was a That's bunch great. of different things, right. Okay. That were, that were kind of feeding into that. And, uh, so Mark was really helpful. Great. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, we've, it's not like we have thought to ourselves that, Oh, Hinton's perfect at all, but like, get out. We, <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's it, brother. It's so encouraging to hear the journey on how the Lord brought you here. And obviously we're so thankful, uh, that, that you and Holly and your family is here at Henson. We want to take a, a, just the rest of the time that we have just a few more minutes to consider not only where the Lord's brought you from and how you arrived here, but kind of the ways think about the last, you know, eight or nine years and yeah. serving in the church, you and Holly really jumped in and began serving, uh, pretty, pretty quickly at the church. Uh, what are some ways that you have enjoyed, like some of the practical ways that you've been serving the church and maybe any particular ways that the Lord, things the Lord has taught you as you've been serving, you, you were serving as a deacon just uh, up until recently. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to kind of chronicle yeah. how you've served the church? Yeah. So, I mean, we've been involved in a lot of different ways. Um, 
you can you can do this with Holly someday. So I'm not going to speak to Holly's got a, her own, a, you know, a lot of ministry yeah. involvement. But for me specifically, um, you know, I was a deacon for six years. That was a unique position. Um, John John Piverento kind of I think was the one who uh, made that deacon role, and it actually I think fit my. Um, gift or strengths in a certain way. I love helping people. I love like even just I'm, I'm one to very quickly roll up my sleeves and help. Um, and so that I was the deacon of practical care. That's what I did. I helped a lot of people move. Mm-hmm. Still feel like a lot of people owe me favors. <laughs> <at this point. laughs> just kidding. Yeah. You, that, know, the, you know, your award is in Yeah, heaven. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that um, for that time. Kind of in that time, I was also, um, I, I helped teach the the middle school Sunday school for some time. I've, t- I've kind of pitched in teaching adult Sunday school here and there. Um, in those six years while I was deacon, I also, that was when we became more involved with our own small group. We were originally with the Chang small group. Then we branched out and started a one with the Liangs mm-hmm. when they were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then branched out again, started, I guess the iteration of, of our small group to today. That was mm-hmm. kind of early COVID when that happened. So that's been, we have that small group ministry has been such a joy in our lives, especially Mm -hmm. through the past couple of years, which have been fairly difficult for us as a family, just from just family things that we're going through. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's been so good to have the community, uh, like our small group community to walk alongside us with that, to encourage for us, pray for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so that has been a big part of our ministry over the last couple of years. Um, Also, hospitality is something we've been very intentional about of just, you know, opening our home to people. Mm -hmm. Um, We love putting on parties and, um, you know, the one of the throw a great party. uh, Thank you. Yeah. You guys have also or you've also uh, taught on the Sunday evening, done devotionals in the Sunday evening prayer service. Um, I'm sure there's a number of other things, too. Uh, Now you're serving us as an elder. Yeah. And uh, you became an elder. Was it in July of this year? That sounds right. Okay. Um, any ways that both becoming an elder, going through the process, the gauntlet, if you will, with the elders? <laughs> no, but with uh, where anything that the Lord taught you or ways that you feel like you've grown spiritually or that it's been good for you spiritually? Yeah, I think um, I think it was a, just a good discipling process just to mm. be to meet, meeting with other brothers and mm. talking about ministry and talking about my walk with the Lord. And mm-hmm. I think that was just a good process. Um, I, I think that I think that one area that I've really grown, I, I don't know if grown is the right word or just been impressed f- from my time as an elder is just like how little I know, <laughs> you know, how unwise I can be and how just inadequate, right? Like mm. I am for this. I, I need the Holy spirit. I need, mm. I need, I need inter like I need someone to, to do this work for me. I cannot do it on my own strength. And, mm-hmm. um, I think there, it has been a very humbling process, especially just as I've been meeting with these other men to, to just see their character, their love for Jesus on display. I, you know, I can very much 
feel like I don't measure up to that, I mm-hmm. think in some way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I think it's a very, very humbling thing to mm-hmm. be, to be in this particular office. And I recognize that I need, I need the help of the Lord. I need the Holy spirit to, to do this work in any mm-hmm. good way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a good reminder for, for all of us, no matter what, uh, where we find ourselves, uh, where we find ourselves serving mm-hmm. either in the church or in our families that we're in our own strength and adequate mm-hmm. to the task, but the, but in our weakness, the Lord, yeah, we see the Lord's right. strength. Um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I enjoyed your discipling class on Sunday yeah. that you, we just launched these new classes and you and Christian Wahlberg are teaching this class. Um, what, what is discipling and discipleship looked in your, like in your life? Yeah. So, um, I didn't have like an, a good background in this, I, in, one-on-one discipleship or really any type of intentional discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the first exposure I had to it was just some, some like work colleagues when I was in college and I was working on the campus that would be intentional during our work. So, you know, you have a lot of open time just while you're working to have conversations mm-hmm. instead of talking about sports or whatever, they would be, um, intentional Mm -hmm. about talking about the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was probably my first exposure to sort of intentional one-on-one discipleship. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in, in my churches, we don't, there was not that culture of sort of one-on-one discipleship. It was very programmatic. It was, you know, through the church. In fact, I can remember when I, uh, after Holly and I first got married, I had asked the pound, I said, Hey, I want to start a Bible study mm-hmm. with some of these high school kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I have a voice with them and they were mm-hmm. like, you know, why don't we, why don't we try to find a way to direct them to Sunday school? Mm-hmm. And it was just, that was kind of the mentality. They didn't mm-hmm. necessarily want one-on-one discipleship. Mm-hmm. They wanted to kind of direct things through the church programs. Okay. So coming to Henson, you know, we're definitely much more, I mean, Henson loudly preaches, you know, to be about the work of discipling one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has taken a different color. Mm-hmm. I would say most of my, most of my uh, discipling that, that, that happens is not, um, like sort of regular meeting. It's mm-hmm. more of just brothers that are sort of intentional in our conversation. We all live busy lives. And mm-hmm. so, especially living on the block, you know, I was running into, to you or Mark or whoever, mm-hmm. um, just being willing to talk to each other and be mm-hmm. honest and vulnerable and, mm-hmm. and to, um, be willing to pray for each other, etc. Um, I was really thankful when we first moved in there, um, you know, we were neighbors with the Sedams mm-hmm. and, um, Jason does such a good job of like mm-hmm. pulling people in mm-hmm. to those types of relationships. And so he and I, for, I don't know, years would read, read, um, books together. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, just read various books. Um, Harry Potter, <laughs> believe it or not, that one didn't make the list. Oh, um, yeah. I think the, the one book that, um, was my, um, was my favorite book that he and I read together was, um, I'm forgetting the, the name of the book. 
only Jesus. Not only <laughs> that sounds like a book title. Uh, the whole Christ. There it is. The whole Christ. Oh, by Sinclair, Sinclair Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, it yeah, was uh, just a great book. Especially coming from my background, sure. it was it was a very good book to mm. put into into to put into words. Maybe kind of the the theological presuppositions mm -hmm. to what was actually happening in my life mm -hmm. it was really helpful mm -hmm. um at any rate um so that kind of branched out to me actually being more initiating more one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. a lot of times it was with my small group um and or just some of the you know we we did the uh, young adult bible so we hosted the young adult bible study for quite some time so that was you know there was a lot of relationships that intentional relationships that popped up through that through that particular ministry so um I, I've most of my discipling have been kind of more short term, except for with my small group have been more short term. Okay. Um, you know, maybe for three months or a couple months or a couple weeks or whatever it is. It's, it's not necessarily, I think that's something that I, I want to come across with our, with our classes that, yeah. You don't necessarily have to commit to like a lifetime of yeah that can be a little daunting yeah it's daunting yeah, yeah, right in fact yeah. I almost recommend not yeah you know yeah. to actually put like a term on it uh -huh. you know hey for uh -huh. a couple six until we're done with this book and or whatever we'll it is talk to you, you two again. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> then you're dead to me <laughs> That's right. um, no but it, it you know then if you want you know if that relationship seems to really be a mutual relationship mm -hmm. then you can continue on with that and yeah um, anyway. Uh, John, just a couple of final things more, more briefly, but, uh, how do you think we can grow as a church from your perspective as an elder, as someone who's been here for nine years and the wisdom God's given you from your perspective, how would you like to see us grow spiritually? That's a big question. So yeah. Take it a number of directions. But. So I, I was thinking about this. One of the things that I really appreciate about Henson in our time here is just how we've grown in our hospitality. Mm -hmm. I just remember the Henson that was when we first showed up mm -hmm. to the Henson that is now. Mm -hmm. And we, we hear comments all the time from visitors, just like how, how just how friendly the church is and how inviting and warm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what I would love to see from Hinson, and, and maybe this is a bit of a projection of my own, you know, conscience, but is just a growth in evangelism, mm -hmm. a growth in really being a, um, a community of people that takes the gospel out. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a daunting task mm -hmm. and, um, I know, I certainly know I need to grow in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think that would be that's my... great. Yeah, I love it. And what about for you it, more personally as I mean, we can pray for your evangelism um, and your your work, but maybe particularly in your work as an elder, how can the church be praying for you and for your family? So this is kind of always, always something that I'm concerned about in my own life. Mm -hmm. And I think I the the consequences are ramped up even more as an elder is just that my own walk with Christ should that, that it doesn't become performative, mm -hmm. that it doesn't become mm -hmm. for men. Mm -hmm. Um, but that my, that my, the spiritual disciplines, the, the daily habits that that is actually truly for fellowshipping with the savior who loves me and mm -hmm. who gave his life for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
instead of trying to do either either for my like prove to my own self mm-hmm. my own worth or prove to others kind of my my worth and role i think it's just even more important today that i'm in love with jesus more every day amen amen john thank you so much yeah. for taking the time to uh, to just have a conversation I, I trust this will help the congregation uh, know you better and uh thank you so much for the many ways that yeah, you so and happy. holly yeah. serve so 